Hello, All Beer Inside listeners. We here at All Beer Inside understand that not everyone has the time to watch a YouTube video, so we are presenting the audio-only portion of the show here for your earholes. This is the audio from episode 125 of the YouTube show, which was originally released on April 15th, 2022. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, and most other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. Today we are in the Cornwall region of Ontario, and joining me is Andy and Karen from Rurban Brewing. Hi. Hi. Thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule to speak with us about your brewery today, your love of craft beer, and what keeps you going during everything that's been yeah, going on. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, you brought me in some great looking beers here to try. What's What am I doing number one here? Uh, Cornwall Lager, it looks like. Okay. Yeah. Traditional Bavarian everyday drinker. Um, this beer started as something called Fest. Mm, I don't know, a long time ago. Okay. Well, um, we were still on the other side, so five years ago. Yeah. It was and supposed nice. to be a one-off beer. Yep, single <laughs> batch, and it sold out in I don't know how many days, and so then we made it again, and then near the end of that year... Uh, nice. Anyway, it, it drove an expansion around here, so we called it the Cornwall Lager because awesome. it's beloved by the local population. As we do, a toast. <laughs> Cheers. <Bing. laughs> oh, light malty. Yep, just like I said, Bavarian everyday mm. drinker. Um, wow. Yeah. Super easy, super crushable. Yep. Um, I had a bunch of these already. As a, you know, we were speaking pre-show. I've been here a bunch of times, so it's. It's nice to, that you have that like consistent lager on tap whenever I'm here. So. I, I think there'd be riots if we didn't. At this so. point, I think so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's great. So what's the beer story? What brought you two together to create Ruban? Mm, go ahead. <laughs> Let me go ahead. <laughs> Karen's not going to tell any stories here today. Uh, right what brought us together to create the brewery? Um, it probably goes back to Scotland, right? Yeah, yeah. our honeymoon. So we're, we're on a honeymoon in Scotland to uh, Tricare House, the oldest inhabited house in Scotland. Um, when we got out, there was a bunch of peacocks. Um, somebody who won't be mentioned hates anything that looks like it can fly. So doesn't want to be in close contact with it. So instead of going to the car, we ended up going around the side yeah, of the, the house. Yeah, because the peacocks were near the car. Yeah, they, the peacocks were in between... Us in the parking lot. I, I didn't mind going through them. Karen did. So uh, we walked around the side, and lo and behold, there was a brewery from the 1800s there that was on site, open that day, and they happened to be uh, work. I, I don't think they were brewing in there that day. Anyway, but they were sampling. So I drank what I didn't know was the Jacobite Ale um, at that time. Fantastic beer. Loved it. When we were in every other little town in Scotland, you'd stop in a pub and we'd have something that was Scottish and they were all wonderfully malty beers. So when we got back after our honeymoon, I said, that those are great, where can you get them? And uh, you couldn't. Yeah. So that's when I went, great, how do you make beer? Um, I just happened to be a science teacher too. So when I was reading it, I'm like, oh, it's just, okay. It's biology and microbiology and some physics and some engineering, this is cool. So I uh, started making it. And then, you know, just skip a bunch of years and fast forward and we're here, right? Yeah. When did you guys originally open? I know you've been here for quite a while. 2015? Yeah, the end started, of 2015. Yeah, yeah. It says established 2013. We established the company in 2013 and then it took about two years to, to get it all to, mm -hmm. together. I mean, we were both working full time. Yeah. Um, so getting the funding, getting the plan together, getting the manufacturers lined up, uh, getting the city to work with us. 
uh, because Cornwall hadn't had a brewery since 1920 when the last one closed. Um, so there's nothing on the books for anything to do with brewing and it was a long slog to, to work with them to get it all together so that we could actually open. So two years after we started, we, we ended up opening here. Yes. Yeah, it's wild to like reading the, basically the journey of craft beer in Canada is like, it was really prevalent and then it disappeared for a while mm -hmm. and then things slowly started coming back and now smaller guys back then, like I lived near McCausland, St. Amboise and that was like small and now that's the big one yeah, in Quebec. Big, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy how much expansion in the craft beer industry there's been in the last five years, including the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It mm. just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. Uh, from the sound of it, was the city like, okay, we got to figure this out, but you're more than welcome to open a brewery, or is it like, no, we don't want drunks running around the street? No, it was just it was just a it was an education aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, okay, what do we do? There's no business license that applies to you guys. What do we do? Um, that sort of thing. Okay. Yep. So no, no, like, hey, we don't want a brewery. Is the area kind of welcoming? No, oh yeah, the area's welcoming. Very uh, welcoming, yes. Cornwall is a, is a cool town. Um, it's not high interest on a lot of niche things, uh, but we knew that going into this, right? So I had, before opening the brewery, making sure I wanted to do this, because uh, I had to retire from teaching to do this, um, was make sure that it was going to work here. So going and visiting with some other brewery owners and people that I knew in the industry and talking with them about numbers while we went out for lunch and, and, uh, and then figuring out what it would translate like to here. So it was, it was, a, it was a fun journey. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I love hearing that kind of stuff. And clearly you're, you're an established brand and you did survive the pandemic, which is great. I, yeah. A lot yeah. of people did survive the pandemic, which yep. is great. I haven't seen many failures. I know on Quebec side, there's maybe one or two. Mm -hmm. I saw a couple on Ontario side, but it's... There's been more opening than closing. It's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the hot ticket item right now, right? Everybody wants to own a brewery and open one up. Uh, so that's what people are trying to do. Um, mm -hmm. Pandemic-wise for us, it was just the, our story was when it hit two years ago. Uh, we looked at each other and went, this isn't good. And so we just stopped production in here for a week till we figured out what was going on yeah, and what we were we able had. to do. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we do Cornwall basically only. We're in a handful of places just outside of town. Um, and so all of our bars and pubs and restaurants, our partners, uh, you know, closed down overnight. So we we're like, okay, what's this mean? So we just ended up going back to pre, when we first opened, we were in 90% retail, about 10% tap accounts. Mm -hmm. We ended up going back to that basically, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, I had read a report, uh, apparently beer sales in Ontario the last two years has been 85% cans and bottles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Yep. so rare yeah. it's usually a lot closer to, to the middle so. yeah yeah exactly uh, just just canning alone like for for my life cans are just so much easier you know go to the beach going out with the guys yep. uh playing some softball or whatever carrying bottles is a pain in the butt some kids running on a beach shatters like the bottle no you just can't it's so so much simpler yep, so. yep. super easy yeah awesome uh so besides kind of the whole Cornwall having to rewrite the rules in a sense and being like we haven't had a brewery here in 80 years mm. Uh, any other kind of roadblocks, difficulties, location, uh, just even getting this place? Because do you own or you're renting from? The oh landlord? no, we're renting. Yeah, this, okay. this is a huge building at sixty thousand yeah. square feet. It was. Uh, it's got a long and storied history. It was built in 1926, and then uh, redone in 1960, and then various owners since then. But the the current owner of it is uh, somebody that's pretty straightforward to work with. Mm -hmm. Done a lot of improvements to the place. Um, I came in here because he was saying. 
what he was going to do for improvements and knew he was the kind of guy that when he says he's going to do it, he would do it. So yeah. it, that's, it's been pretty straightforward. Well, as you mentioned, first you were just kind of in one section and it seems you've kind of taken over more and more of the building yep. every, every couple of years, every couple of months, which is great. It's that clearly the owner sees potential in, in your team yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, like that's, this is support. That's, you know, we say it time and time again, support local, support local, support local. Yep. And uh, clearly they're about supporting local. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. He yeah. is. Yep. Definitely. Uh, Ruben's pretty unique, you know, as you said, rural and urban. What made you decide to name it that, not, you know, Cornwall Brewing or anything like that? I looked at Cornwall Brewing Company. I just, I like Ruben because, A, it's not that easy to say. So we mm-hmm. knew it would be, uh, our old joke was it was its own sobriety test. But uh, <laughs> we, we sort of thinking the way beer's made, right? Your ingredients are grown in a, uh, you know, rural location and often brought into an urban center to assemble into a final product. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cornwall is a city, but it feels like a small town. Uh, immediately surrounding Cornwall, you're out into, you know, country and farmland and, and it just makes sense for this area. We have that sort of small town, rural feel, even mm-hmm. though we're not. Yeah. I mean, Cornwall is kind of the perfect stop off for any Montreal or like any Quebecer who's going to Kingston because mm-hmm. Kingston has quite the burgeoning scene. So yep. it's like, oh, stop in Cornwall, yep. grab beer, and then you could just stay on the country road and then hit Humble Beginnings and Windmill. And yep. so every little town starting to get a brewery, which is fantastic. Yeah. It's, yeah. we need more. In my opinion, where, where I live, I only have two right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping for more and more and more. And, and it does seem, I mean, Booze is pandemic proof when you think about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's we didn't shut down. I know there's some countries that just completely shut down alcohol and tobacco productions. It's like that's wild. Like, yeah, shutting down these guys who's these are their lives. How how are you taking that away from them? Yeah, yeah, that would have been difficult to navigate for sure because we're all in on this one, right? Both yeah. of us are here full time. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, crazy, and and uh, I know I, I don't know if you guys delivered, but I do know a lot of Ontario breweries were del- doing home deliveries. We do do home deliveries, but, but we within. do very few. It's just city limits only, basically. We have a local delivery service people can work with, or if I've got the time, uh, I'll actually go drop it off myself. Okay. Um, but uh, most people prefer to come here. As well, during the pandemic, we found a lot of people, like, if they couldn't see their family but knew that they liked craft beer, they'd call us and ask us to deliver, like, for Christmas or for a birthday. Mm-hmm. So we've done a lot of that. We've and done a lot of birthday drop-offs. Yeah, we have, really. And <laughs> it's kind of neat. put a knock on the door, <laughs> happy birthday, this is from... Yeah. 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 So that's been a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Now, early when the pandemic started, I'd said uh, on these Facebook groups I'm part of uh, for... Facebook became the toxic place it is now. Mm. Um, you might not drink craft beer, but there is a craft beer drinker in your life. Mm. All these places have great merch. Mm. There's always a way to support a local business. Yep. And, and it's just, it's so simple to do is, especially uh, with, in Ontario, it's just go online, hit a few buttons, hit, pump in your credit card number, and then there's beer or merch. That you yeah, yeah, for anybody that's doing online, for sure. Yeah. yeah. What's number two here I'm trying? Anton's Ghost. Okay. So Vienna-style lager. What's the alcohol on this? Four five point zero, okay. I think, on Anton's. Another Anton's light crushable. Five three. five three, thank you. Looks uh, caramelly. No, it, well, yep. you'll, you'll see what you get in it. Okay, yeah. A toast. Yeah. Cling. <laughs> it's that malt backbone I love. Yeah, yeah. bread crust. Yeah. That thing's mm-hmm. like crust on toast. It's fantastic. Oh, and then some that stuff. local hops in that one as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, no, you were saying something, Karen? Oh, yeah. No, she, okay. was, she was doubting me on local hops. <laughs> okay. She gets the alcohol content right, I get the hops right, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're a team. That's what matters. <laughs> as long as the team keeps going. So. 
that's the important part. Uh, so yeah, Anton's Ghost, uh, there's your uh, Wind Blows, Winter Warmer, uh, there's the Raspberry Seal goes, uh, the naming convention, how'd you come up with that instead of just naming them Blonde, Lager, <laughs> Brown, you know? <laughs> I just name them whatever I want to. Okay. Well, no, Anton's has a bit of a story behind it. Okay. Like, everything seems to have a story behind it. Like, the Cornwall Lager, the label, uh, we took the Cornwall Brewing Company's original label and their font, and we tried... He I, I tried to respect that while yeah. bringing a modern update to it. I, that was the inspiration for that. It was actually a beer that was around from 1908 to 1920, right? Oh. So, tried to pay homage to that. Anton's Ghost is named after Anton Dreyer, the guy who invented Vienna Lager. He had one of the okay. biggest operations in Europe while that was going on, and uh, this was me sort of chasing down how do you you know, respectfully recreate a modern ingredient version of what he would have been producing back then. It's like chasing a ghost, right? So, you know, there you go. Um, so the building's not haunted? Not that we know of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen anything in here and I've been in here lots. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny because we're trying to, in the future, interview a brewery in the U.S. called mm -hmm. Valcor and it's supposedly haunted. I'm like, that's... The well, show. That's all we're going to talk the about. We're not going to talk about the beer. Yeah. We're going to talk about it's being It's got to be in the middle of the night. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, I love the naming convention, and obviously you, you don't kind of just stick to the one style, but you stick to mostly more classic styles. From classic and not. Like right no. now, like... Depends uh, on the year, and it depends, depends on, on the demand. time of year. depends so on the customer base. We have, like, we always try and have the lager in stock, and then yeah. we always try and have what we call a mid-range, so Anton's would be a mid-range, but we have three or four that we rotate in that style. We always try and have a, a wheat beer. In the summer, it's always salted lime goza because we can't keep that one in stock. Uh, right now, it's the raspberry goza, but we've done um, a cherry wheat. Mm -hmm. We've got, done mango wheat. Done passion fruit. Passion done... fruit, like, yeah. um, come, no, kumquat. Yep. Yeah. So, and then we have, um, we try and always have a stout. Mm -hmm. We always try and have an IPA. And then once we get those five done, then we kind of like, okay. What, what can I play what with? Can, what can I do? What else can Andy, what, what else, what other time does he have to be able to do another beer? Yeah. Right? So. I mean, you do have the multiple named fermenters behind us. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what made you decide to name them that and not just one, two, three, four? You know, you got Gertie Burt, Pearl, where, where does that coming from as well? They're named in honor of uh, friends and relatives that have passed on before us. So this is the girls' side. Mm -hmm. um, this is the girls' side because previous to two owners, previous to us in this unit, it was a women's business hub. Okay. Um, so we're kind of paying some homage to that. The guy's side is on the other side there where they're all named after you know, male relatives and or friends that have passed on. So they're, they're, they're kind of memorial tanks. But it's kind of cool when you're working in here to look up and think of the people that sort of got yeah. you here or influenced you, right? That's, yeah. that's wonderful to hear. I, yeah. love, I love hearing that kind of stuff. Is you, you know where you came from. You know what's important to you. And, and you're, you're showing it in your passion with your brewery. So. We try. Yeah. yeah. We That's laugh it. when people walk in. It's like, oh, look, my name's on the tank. I'm like, you don't, <laughs> you don't want, want your, your name, name on the tank. tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's, um, you know, I mentioned this uh, last uh, recording is, you know, Quebec is, you got to close the brewery off to people. Like, there has to be glass here. Whereas Ontario, we've seen a mix of closed yep. off and open. Yep. Do you feel it's a little more convenient to, to kind of have the customer be able to see where it's where it's all being made yeah people seem to really like that aspect yeah. of it um our old retail was a little room over there that was closed off from everything um this was 
retail 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we decided to put it in here with the tap room and or put the tap room in with the tanks mm -hmm. and, and people can, you know, hang out with them. Yeah. And with things slowly reopening, I'm guessing you might add another table at some point if you can, if yeah, well, everything permits. Good weather's coming, right? Yeah, so yeah. we'll again. be outside. Yeah, we'll put our tables outside yeah. and have uh, some people out there. Yeah, that's that's something yeah, that I personally like to do is is just being on a terrace or a patio during yeah. the summer, um, even if it's not super sunny out, but it's not piss pouring rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking a beer outside. Yeah, so. and exactly. we've had people sit out there in the rain too. Um, and, like, and the snow, crazy, <laughs> and the snow, and yeah. the freezing cold. Yeah, there was a there was a brewery up in the Yukon that uh, wanted people to sit outside during the pandemic, so they did a discount. Whatever the temperature was below zero was your discount on your pints. So if it was 10 below, you got 10% off, 40 below, 40% off. It's the Yukon too, so I mean, you could be looking at minus 40. Yep, yep, exactly. Yep. Uh, what's the first beer you ever brewed that made you decide, like, this is this is what I'm doing? Even if it was bad, you're like, you know what, maybe let's try this again. I don't think I had that moment. <laughs> no, Andy hasn't had too many bad beers. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, but even before like I opened the brewery. Home yeah, brewery. home brewery. Sorry. I, I don't know, I just like, the, the process is fun. I mean, I taught biology, chemistry, physics, science, mathematics for 16 years-ish mm -hmm. uh, before I came in here to do this. So it, it was, you know, it, it's applied science. It, it, it's a laboratory, but you also get to express your creativity there too. So it's, I mean, I did it methodically and systematically. But, I went through different yes. beer styles and, and tried to, you know, what makes them what they are and, and you know, I did a whole series at one point where I was doing, you know, single malt, single hop beers, changing the hop so I could get a feel for what each thing did on its own. Same thing with yeast. I played around for a mm -hmm. long time mm -hmm. just a for myself <laughs> to figure out, you know, what's my parameter space? What do I have here? What do these do? Yeah. What percentage do I like? What, you know, like, mm -hmm. it, so it, it was a whole fun discovery session. It's just like anything else I do that I'm interested in. I'll systematically, methodically take a look at it, but it has to inspire joy. Otherwise, I'm not going to keep on doing it. Yeah. Uh, so collabs that you've done, either local stuff, like you grab coffee from the local coffee shop to make your stout or porter, uh, from, or collabs with other breweries. Uh, what have you done? And then what are some that you'd like to do? Oh, wow. Uh, so local ingredients, right? Working with a local hop yard is great. Um, finally got a chance to do that. We've been trying to do it for years. Mm -hmm. So we finally got the acreage together the, uh, to get some local hops in our stuff and utilize them, um, which is fantastic because you get your terroir right there. Uh, coffee and ingredients and stuff like that. Well, we used to source from a local coffee roaster, but he's now retired. <laughs> so I'm going to have to figure out what to do <laughs> next. Um, I could roast it, but I'm not roasting all yeah, that coffee. Yeah, it's not that coffee. That um, and our latest one was uh, for our International Women's Day beer. Uh, we partnered with Brave Noise. So yeah, we yeah. brewed the Brave Noise Pale Ale. It's sitting, it will come out hopefully the end of the month. 26, yep. The 26. I have to be back for that. Yeah. It's, yeah, a lot of people are very excited. So we bring women in. It's an all-women brew crew. Andy obviously has to be it's, here. It's our International Women's Day brew crew. We think we've called them yeah. the past years. But. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they come in and they uh, they brew. Um, one, all of them drink beer that were here mm -hmm. that were drink that were brewings. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of yeah. fun that and day. And then two local organizations that the proceeds from the beer are going to support had representatives come in here and, and hang out for a bit that day yeah. too and share some stories. So it's just a cool bringing together of community. 
Yeah, uh, yet again, we've been lucky enough to interview Aaron from Broad, uh, Aaron Broadfoot from yeah, Little Beast. So yeah. we, that's awesome. Uh, you know, we see where everything's coming from, and and as us, we're you know, we need we need less people that look like me and you in the brewing industry, and more people who look like well, Aaron, I, uh, more LGBT, more BIPOC. That's that's what the oh, brewing industry needs. Like you know, but it's not just you need more of them; they just need to be treated with yeah. respect and inclusivity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not and even females. You know, like myself, I've had a few people where I'd tell them, they'd ask me a question, I'd tell them the answer, they wouldn't believe me. Andy would come and tell them the same thing word oh, for word. Oh. <laughs> and it's good, yeah. right? Not many, like I've been very fortunate because not many of those. Yeah. Most, most of our customer base is pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. It, it is, unfortunately, there is a lot of toxicity in, in yes. every industry. Yep. But you find more so in the, in the beer community and that, that's something that it looks like people are trying to achieve something new and we can get past this. Like this pandemic should have brought us together. Unfortunately it didn't, but it's, uh, we have an opportunity to try and make things better. Like why aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Like, uh, I don't know. One of the things that we did that was pretty fun. We uh, had Ren Navarro come down here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ren's Ren's awesome. Two years ago. It was just pre pandemic. Pre pandemic. Yeah. The November before the pandemic. Anyway, absolutely fun and awesome event. It was originally just going to have her here to, to, you know, talk with whoever wanted to come and, and hang out and learn about her perspective. But uh, ended up being a whole lot more. It was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up partnering with the uh, city and the mayor to bring in uh, her and Tariq Haddad from Peace by Chocolate. Ton- yeah. Really, really fun. And event. well received. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yet again, like when we had to shift the show personally to, to doing in, or interviewing influencers and stuff, Ren was on the top of our list oh, as yeah. a Canadian after influencer. So we had interviewed Ren a month before the Black Lives Matter movement really like started exploding. And then we've also had T-Dot Drinks, who is yep. a big supporter in the, uh, in the Black Lives Matter community. So it's, yep. it's, that's, that's with us is, you know, I'm your typical bro looking bearded, white guy who drinks beer, but yep. I've also had friends of color since I've been three years old. It's, yeah. There's no question about, to me, like, to me, it's, it's, I don't, I say I don't see race. Obviously it's clear. I've never personally seen my friends go through the crap mm. that I have there. Uh, it, but yeah. now like my mind's being more woken up to it and it's like, well, dude, I never noticed that. Like, why did you never tell me? It's like, well, cause you're a supporter. You're, you're an ally. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but he, you gotta tell me these things. Yeah, so I exactly. Can, you I need can fix myself. You need to be made aware of what your position of privilege is, so that you can start to understand what you've got that mm-hmm. they don't that they need to have. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's like I said, why didn't the pandemic bring us together? And, and it couldn't. So yeah. we, it sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Okay, uh, so yeah, it's going to be a rich shift, but collabs you'd like to do possibly with other breweries, even maybe going down to the U.S. and, and doing, you mentioned in-laws prior, oh, in-laws uh, I mentioned fantastic. Maple, like, would you love to do a collab with those guys? Yeah, we've been down to Maple, we go hang out at in-laws mm-hmm. whenever we can. Um, collabs, I'd have to get out of here. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, and- we, we run a kind of a different model of brewery when we started up, it's, it's really a lean brewery. Um, mm-hmm. I am back of house, so I don't get out of here too much. Um, <laughs> to go anywhere or do anything. <laughs> and that's the way we run it. Um, so it, we're not your sort of traditional brewery. We've managed our growth to 0% for five years now uh, by saying no fairly often mm-hmm. because we're as big as we can be 
without changing to a different model of how we do things. So that's, that's kind of where we um, have the privilege of existing there, but we also get in trouble a lot for it because people don't understand. Yeah. Right? What do you mean you're not predicated on growth? What do you, right? We just, that's not our thing. That's not why we're here. Um, I built the brewery so it's scalable. So, you know, the next owner that, you know, wants to come in and buy it and send us to retirement is welcome <laughs> to. Um, they can do whatever they want. It's built. But uh, that's not the way we're running it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, uh, one of your other collabs, I noticed uh, dog treats. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we have a, a local couple that take some of our grains at the uh, spent grains mm -hmm. uh, from the Cornwall Lager Brew, and they'll make dog treats for it. Mm -hmm. uh, bring them in here, and people buy them here. So, yeah. they people love the the dogs love them. Sorry, uh, our favorite. We don't have our favorite uh, flavor in right now, which is bacon cheddar. Oh. That is the one that sells the quickest. I might even try that. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I, I love breweries that are allowed to have dogs. It's so great. It's yep. you know. Bring your dog sit down as long as your dog's not a crazy barking chihuahua that's attacking everybody. Yep, exactly. <laughs> we want a chill dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I mean the people that make the dog treats will bring their dog in. They they just realize not too long ago that you can bring your dog yes. in. Which is Sometimes odd, we yeah. don't tell people things. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they now bring their uh, one dog in and hangs out. Um, and we're happy to provide water for a dog that's here. And then there's the bags of dog treats, but there's also mm -hmm. little sample ones there that if somebody wants to try one with their dog, they can. Um, I guess yeah. the other thing is we didn't really say is, I guess like most breweries though, but um, we really focus on getting all of our you know, waste products, yeah. aren't really waste products, they can be used for other stuff. So there's a local farm that takes the spent yeast, the spent grains, um, and feeds their animals with it. Uh, because spent grain is a perfect animal feed for a ruminant, right? Yep. For something with multiple stomachs, it's high in protein, decent fat content, and dietary fiber content to it too. Um, and cows and sheep can metabolize yeast even when it's not dried out, and they can metabolize a lot of it. So they, they can utilize, and the spent hops too, they utilize all of that. So we basically generate pretty much nothing to a landfill from here. Um, and with our water in here, we've always been really careful about water, but every year we always figure out something else we can do. We've got the lowest water to beer ratio that I know of, uh, which is kind of cool too. Yeah. Uh, beer number three I'm doing here. Raspberry Surser, it looks no, like. No, comfy oh, sweater. Oh, it's comfy three. sweater. Comfy sweater. So that's 100% uh, local hops uh, mm -hmm. from Ron there. Um, that is a, don't call it a bitter, call it a UK style South pale ale. Yeah. And sometimes it's the wording that makes all the difference because people assume if you say bitter, it's more bitter than an IPA. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. It's, so so that's, that's this year's hops. Not as much nose on it, but the flavor's all there. It's mm -hmm. just a really delightful English pale ale that you can pretty much pair with anything. Mm -hmm. All right, as we do, yeah. a toast. Cheers. Ooh, that's delightful. Yeah. yeah. That Ooh. is uh, locally grown Willamette That is hops. deceiving, too. Yep. Wow. Yeah, nice marmalade, mm. a little bit of uh, save, summer savory note in there that usually comes out of most of his hops that he grows. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Great name, too, Comfy Sweater. I yep. Mean, it's, mm -hmm. If you're a Canadian, you need a comfy sweater or a comfy hoodie or... Eight, eight, <laughs> eight months like of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm sure being a smaller community, obviously Cornwall, tons and tons of, of macro drinkers. Yep. You get that new macro drinker through the door. What are those 
two gateway beers that you're like, try these. Cornwall Lager. Yep. Welcome to Cornwall. And um, then it depends. It's, it's not so much here now. It used to be. Yeah, no. Now it's, it's when we decide to take on a new tap account, that doesn't seem like a place where our beer really should go. Mm -hmm. um, first question is, we, we go like, do we want to? And then we go, all right, let's try it. And then we usually like say, why, why did you do this? Um, and for them, it's they've had our beer, they know it's local, and, and they want to, you know, try it at their place to see if they can convince some of their drinkers to have it. So we had a story last week of a place that we just put on tap where the uh, one fellow in there drinks Black Label, and that's all he ever drinks. And he was the, first, the they gave him tasters of the Cornwall Lager because they go, ah, oh, it's craft beer. Oh, I'm not, yeah. oh, and, right? And then it was the guy ordered the first pint of it. He was the first so, guy of that group. Of that group to order yeah. a pint. Nice. Yeah. And That's... we find that if people say they don't like craft beer, nine times out of ten, what they've been given is an IPA. And that is not the gateway from macro brews to craft beer. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So we like, no, try this. Or uh, we also have a lot like raspberry goza or mm -hmm. anything fruity well that's a girl's beer i'm like uh, just try it <laughs> yeah yeah and then yeah. the look on their face when they try it and they don't want to admit that they like it it's 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 funny yeah the other fun thing is is the gradation of people that come in and they start with the cornwall lager and yeah and then they'll come in one week and they maybe switch out a couple of cans on a six pack and then they'll slowly graduate to other things or you'll see them sort of go and drift back and go like it's it's just kind of fun to see that evolution. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now you mentioned you're, you know, you're always busy, but you finally have, let's say, a couple of weeks to take a beercation you've never taken before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of weeks. Wow, you get a couple of days. Two, two weeks to do a beercation you've never taken before. You know what? Uh, With, uh, I don't know. That's too much of a mental dis dissonance yeah. for me to think We're about. We're lucky. Like, we have a, a trip planned in September, and it's already planned so that Andy can arrange around our schedule around mm -hmm. it, right? Um, and that will set us back probably six weeks, right? Yeah, yeah by the time you, you catch yeah. everything up and stuff. But we, like, Arbury has certain slow times and certain really busy times. You can't leave during a busy time. There is no, no way. No. Um, during those slow times, we can get away for a couple of days, four days. Yeah, yeah. Around January, we can get away for a week. Mm -hmm. but, but that's about it. But if we did, beercation? <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> no, there's a, there's a couple of places. Germany would be fantastic, yeah. first of all, just because the beer is just, it's, it's an integral part of the culture and yeah. the food and every, it just all goes together, right? So going in, not Oktoberfest, going and hanging out in like Bemberg, where you get to hop along to different breweries there and mm -hmm. have a bunch of smoked beers and eat some sausage and like do that. Um, or maybe, you know, Belgium, maybe. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. sort of more cheese and beer. Uh, but I really love the Belgians' way of thinking of, you know, I'm just making something tasty. I don't care what pigeonhole you want to put it into, right? <laughs> just drink it. It tastes good. Um, maybe some, something like that. Something traditional would be cool. Mm. Just to yeah, get away. I've always, I've always said Belgium because I, I have the design of a monk, bald head, mm -hmm. beard, so I think I'd fit right in with the robes. Yep. And, put you in a robe and yeah. put you in a monastery <laughs> and you can drink Petrus beer all day. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Germany with the uh, uh, Reinskeblad there, the yeah, yeah. German purity law, it's yeah. like that's authentic beer and, and most craft beers in Canada you can't add adjectives at all. You can't add preservatives. It's just, it doesn't happen. 
Uh, the smoothie beers, yeah, but I was going to say so. I know a bunch of things. People do the contrary, but anyway, they normally get made fun of. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, do it as naturally as possible is what most craft brewers are. If you want to use the word craft, are mm -hmm. really sort of focused on, right? Same thing here. It's just your four ingredients. It's not pasteurized. It's not filtered. We do everything very carefully to try and make sure that everything turns out the way it should. And we let the beer tell us when it's ready rather than us tell the beer when it's ready or yep. when it has to go out the door. Yep. So, yeah. yeah I, I mean, clearly, any brewery, a lot of brewers, the beer will speak for itself. Mm -hmm. You know, Everybody's going to end up hiring somebody pretentious sometimes who thinks <laughs> that they're better than the customer. But mm -hmm. it, And sometimes the customer isn't always right, <laughs> to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody who work customer service for decades it's yeah mm -hmm. sometimes customers are not all right but the beer will speak for itself mm. and if you're one of those you know untapped negative nancies don't be just yeah, really. let your palate expand yeah yeah just yeah. just relax and uh try yeah. not to be so high on yourself exactly and and the other thing is like don't rate a beer poorly because you don't like it or it's not your style Right? Like that's, people don't always get that. But at the end of the day, this is all social media readings. Yes, it yeah. is. Honest, honest yeah. to God, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Um, you can say what you want, you can do what you want, you can watch the world burn if you want. <laughs> at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself for it. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and do whatever. I haven't looked at Untap in five years, I don't no. think, or people more. People would get upset that we weren't adding new beers to it. I'm like, I don't have, I, yeah, we, we don't, don't have, have the account. Time. Somebody yeah. else adds it for us. I don't even know who does it. <laughs> Anyway, so it, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. We know what we're doing. We know what we're making. We've got our local support. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and we're, we've been very and fortunate with we've that. We've been able to run the brewery the way we want to run the brewery, mm -hmm. which is if local pays the bills, why would you ever do anything else? Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, I, I know, thankfully, where, where I am in Quebec, we do have beer stores mm -hmm. like Depeners. Depeners yeah. um, and I'm starting to see them in Toronto and Ottawa. If there were a local Cornwall beer store, mm -hmm. Could you see yourselves putting, you know, hey, can we put your cans in, in the store? Uh, it would depend on who owns it and what they're okay. doing. Like, really, honestly, it, like, for us, it's about relationships, right? The mm -hmm. places where we yes. have our, like, there are three rules if we're going to do something around here. A, you know, does it support us? Okay, well, that's a no-brainer. That's kind of the first one. But B, is it important for the community? Um, like, and that can be in terms of, is it somebody that we actually respect what they're doing? Or do we think that they just, no, this is a bad vibe, this is a bad feel, this is not in fit with our ethos, mm -hmm. right? And then three, is it just plain fun? Because like, okay. yeah. if it fits those three, we're gonna seriously consider the option, right? Yeah. Uh, so it would depend on who's doing it and why. Uh, I, I have faith that, that Ontario is gonna start opening more, more beer convenience stores. Mm -hmm. And that's super important is like, yeah, the LCBO is great for their selection sometimes, but I can't get you guys at the LCBO that I've seen. The so LCBO is for volume producers, yeah. right? Which we are not, so. It, it would make zero sense for us to make more beer that then has to be packaged in a certain way and wrapped in a certain way and sent to this warehouse mm -hmm. to then be stored there and farmed out to stores that you have to look store by store <laughs> for yeah. your metrics and see whether or not you're satisfying them, all the while making a lot less on what meager margins you have. Yeah. So it wasn't... Mm -hmm. That was always... The LCBO and or the beer store for us were always backup. If mm -hmm. this doesn't work here and doesn't pay the bills, then we've got these avenues, right? Yeah. Um, but we, thankfully, we've never even no. needed to consider it. And for somebody like myself, I prefer going to breweries yeah. over 
Well, and we yeah. know like from the time when the beer gets made to the point that it walks out of here, we know how it's been treated, mm -hmm. right? And we know that it's, it's been treated very well. And no, that, no, it's been treated by me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's this uh, last beer I'm trying here? Stop. Wind uh, blows. Wind blo oh, wind blows. So that's a winter warmer, right? Yeah, yeah. Big raisins and brown sugar, but it was aged in bourbon mm. barrels for uh, a year. So you're gonna get big bourbon finish on it. You'll pick up some vanilla, some of the brown sugar that you taste is from that as well. Um, and you'll just get that like unmistakable bourbon finish at the, the end nose of it. is beautiful it it's that's a dangerous almost. beer yes it's eight and a half percent and that's why i'm only having a taste because <laughs> you don't drink and dry <laughs> for Ooh. bourbon for bourbon yeah. lovers and uh yeah as as a bourbon drinker this is wow uh, good yeah just a little bit of raisin as you mentioned it's yep. it's oof. the raisins all the malt in there because it's a traditional oh. english warm winter warmer right which wow. features those raisin notes and mm. uh then it seemed really appropriate to bourbon barrel age that because I felt the two profiles would fit together yeah. and make something fun. Yeah, this is, um, a pint of this would, would be difficult. This is... <laughs> it's a sipper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. You know, the, the same thing we mentioned Erin before is after we'd wrapped up our interview with her, she's like, here, try this wine barrel aged beer. Mm. And I just take a sip and I'm like, we're going to be here a little bit yep. uh, for my videographer, Phil. I'm like, we're going to be here a little bit because <laughs> uh, this is 11%. And I have to drive in an hour or so. This yep. beer is going to take an hour to drink. Oh, yeah, so. yeah for yeah. sure. <laughs> sip, it, sip and enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you get somebody like me. Uh, well, not somebody like me, but a crap beer drinker comes by, tries your beers, buys a bunch. Friends in the area that you're like, go here. They also make fantastic beer. Um, In-laws, once we can go across the border again. But that used yeah. to, like, Cornwall is a border town, right? Yeah. So, if, like... We've got Aquasasne, which is like three regions in Aquasasne mm -hmm. that very often do daily trips back and forth. A lot of Cormelites do daily trips back and forth. Um, and a lot of people have relatives like just on the other side of the border because of history. So we very much were used to more or less easy transit yeah, across easy. the border um, on a regular basis. COVID, I think probably the one of the biggest effects of COVID around here was not having that border access. Like there was a friend of mine, Ian, seen his mother throw it all COVID, right? And she's just across the river. Like it's just, it was a, it was a big change for things here. So um, border opens up again, like uh, in-law would be a place where I would definitely go hang out because they're wonderful people. And like you, you hang out there, it's the barn is the brewery. And on a nice weather day, you're sitting outside at all these, well, even... In the cold you can too, but yeah. <laughs> on a nice weather day, you sit outside these tables, watch all the locals come up with growlers and get their growlers a beer and go back in their cars and go home and everybody else enjoying a pint out there and it's just it's just super relaxed. Sometimes they have a food truck. Yeah, on site yeah. to pair and do stuff like that. It's just it's just a fun place. It is, yeah. Yeah, that's we were lucky enough to speak to Paul at Kitchissippi and he mm -hmm. had the food trucks out there when we went and I'm like, mm -hmm. Lobster. Lobster tacos, let's grab those yes. and let's drink a Wonder Woman and woo! Yep. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. 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 Could you see yourselves maybe during the summer when things reopen having a food truck or two out front? <laughs> well, Cornwall just allowed food trucks yeah. again. Ah. So, um, yeah. So, what was that? I don't know. I'll go look in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. We have, Cornwall's taken a model of mobile food trucks. Mm -hmm. So think the ice cream man, like, you know, a little noise playing, like the tune is the Saints go marching in with a local truck that, you know, fry truck that drives mm -hmm. around town. So you just, you know, hear 
we've had people out at the patio that have flagged them down and you know, grab something to eat. So. Yeah. And sometimes uh, people will go get food and then bring it here. Oh, yeah, that's, to, that's super popular. Yeah. Go or over. have it delivered here, like grab a pizza, order a pizza and have it delivered here. So yeah. That's what I do like about the taproom environments is like if you can't don't want to do a kitchen or can't have a kitchen is mm -hmm. yeah, just order out and we'll clean up your mess. We don't care. Just stay here, drink beers and Yeah, bring in some local get, food that you're yeah, supporting yeah. the local yeah. economy with too. It's it's perfectly cool. Yeah. Hey, you know, just local pizzeria down the place, just order pizza there, or I'm sure you have numbers and stuff for people who are visiting like me, who are, oh, well, I'm hungry now. Oh, well, here, yep. here's, here's some phone numbers. Yeah, so. well, usually the first question is, what kind of food do you want? Yes. And from there, we can narrow down to a good choice, so. That's awesome. Um, I personally have no other questions. It's been a fantastic talk today. I really appreciate both of you taking time out of your extremely busy schedule. To oh, well, speak thank you. You guys, you guys have been persi persistent and polite. So we're like, all right, we, yeah. we've got to make yes. this happen. Yeah, you've, you've always been on my list of, uh, it helps that you're an hour and 10 minutes away from my house, but you're, you've always been on the list. I mean, we go to Ottawa, we traveled to Toronto, Barrie, you know, it's, but you've always been on my list of when we were starting the show. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it in March. Ooh, the world shut down. Yep. <sighs> yep. Oh, okay, things are open. Yeah, yeah, we'll plan something. And the world shut down again. Yep. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Nobody wants to ask what's next anymore. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, yeah, I thank you both very, very much for taking time and speaking with you today. Uh, so for those who have never been or those who want to check you guys out, let them know where they can find you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we're in Cornwall uh, on Cumberland Street, uh, 412 is the taproom address. Um, you can find us a, a fair number of local spots around town too, and a handful of spots just outside of town. That's it. You gotta come to Cornwall and see, yeah. uh, see the Cornwall environment. Social medias? Uh, we do Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Yes. And that's, about, that's it. That's all. Okay, that's it. So we're gonna add everything in the show notes, so it'll be clickable links in the show notes below on the YouTube. Uh, as well when it comes out in the podcast format uh, the day later. As for us, allbeerinside.com is the website, at allbeerinside on all social media, and as you say at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap.